Welcome to Passion Life Church. Continue the series that we've called The Spirit-Led Life. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 24, verse 49 on this great Pentecost Sunday. I think this word is going to be appropriate for this Pentecost Sunday. Luke chapter 24, verse 49, The Spirit-Led Life. And the truth is, is that all of our lives are going somewhere. They're, we're all headed in a direction, and we're all led and driven by certain things. And uh, we're all driven by something. And I'm hoping by now, and as we talk talk about in part six, that you have allowed the Holy Spirit to kind of illuminate in your life what's really driving you. What's really driving you? You know, some people are driven by revenge. They're driven by revenge. You know, some people can even be driven by this feeling of inadequacy. They just never feel like they're enough. So what they end up doing is they end up overcompensating in their lives because they just don't feel like they're enough. How many of you know we are complete in Jesus Christ? Can I hear a good amen? We are complete in him. But if we don't understand that, we can be driven by the wrong things. You know, some people are driven by materialism. Come on, they're trying to keep up with the Kardashians. How many of you know you cannot keep up with the Kardashians. <laughs> Amen. You know, that we used to call it keeping up with the Joneses. But you know what? We can be driven by all the wrong things. You know, there's other people who are driven by the, the, the constant, I would say the constant need to be right in relationships. They always need to be right. And a lot of them will lose their relationships. And here's what happens. When we're driven by the wrong influences, when we're driven uh, by the wrong things, you know what? We can end up in the wrong places. And we can end up stuck where so many people are. But here's the great news for us. As children of God, come on, how many children of God do we have in here this morning? Come on, if you're in the, the chat today, put, I'm a child of God. Here's the great news. We have an advantage, right? Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, this has been our theme verse, for as many as are led, as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I love that. And in this series, let me tell you what we've been trying to do. We've been trying to help us cultivate our relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, we talk about Jesus a lot. We believe that there is the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But you know what? We need to cultivate the relationship with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody say the Holy Spirit. And here's the truth. When we are led by God's spirit, guess what? There's freedom in our lives. Man, I love freedom. You know, the Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, somebody say freedom. You know... Also, when we're being led by the Spirit, here's the reality. We have a peace in our life that we're headed in the right direction. Man, I want that in my life. I want to know that I'm, being, I'm going in the right direction. And here's the reality. When we're living the Spirit-led life, we are going to end up where God wants us to be. Where God wants us to be. And the Holy Spirit really wants to be involved in every area of our lives. Now, Jesus is giving his last instructions. Have you found Luke chapter 24 verse 49? He's giving his last instructions. He's died. He's risen from the dead. He's ready. He's ascending into heaven. And he's giving us some last instructions. He's given his disciples the last instructions. It says this, Luke chapter 24 verse 49. It says, I am going to send you what my father has promised. But stay, everybody say that with me, say, but stay, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. That word clothed means this, endued with power. Now I want you to understand who was there that day. Peter was there that day. John, I mean, the greats were there. And here's what Jesus was telling them. I want you to stay right here 
until you receive this promise from the Father. And here's what I want to talk to you today about. I want to talk to you today about speaking the language of the Spirit. Speaking the language of the Spirit. Now, I want to tell you, when my mom met my dad, my mom is Italian and she is Polish. She grew up in the New Jersey area there. My dad was from Mexico Lindo, okay? And el problema with my papa is that he did no speak English, okay? When he came over, he did not speak English. And oh boy, they fell in love, but there was a language problem. My mom was trying to learn Spanish while my dad was trying to learn English. And my mom would call my dad Mira. Mira. That means look in Spanish. I don't know why she called him that because I guess she was trying to learn Spanish. Now, as she was trying to learn Spanish, I was trying to learn Spanish because honestly, living with my parents was like living in an episode of I Love Lucy. How many of you ever seen I Love Lucy with Ricky Ricardo? And when Ricky Ricardo, Lucille Ball, and Ricky would get mad and he would just go off, ¿Cómo crees que? And he would just like really get crazy. And that was kind of my dad. And he would try to teach us Spanish while yelling at us. How many of you know that that doesn't work? So he would say, ven aquí, ven aquí. And here I am just just like the six-year-old boy. And he's like, ven aquí. And I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know what ven aquí means. And then my dad would take off his flip-flop and he would throw it across the room. Pow, it would hit us in the back of the head. He would grab us by the forearm, pull us. And he'd say, ven aquí. Like, oh, okay. Ven aquí means come over here. Why don't you just tell me that? You don't have have to hit me and pull me over. Come on, somebody. Every person who is Mexican or Hispanic understands what I'm talking about right now. But you know what's interesting is that language barrier. And my dad, bless his heart, he's in heaven. And take a moment of silence and just think about him for a moment. But he could never get the language. It was just so funny. Like the things that we would say, like kill two birds with one stone. He would say kill, you know, one bird with two stones. And he just never like, and he says, hey, listen, I never want to, I don't want to pop your bubble. It's like, dad, that's not how it goes. It's not popping your bubble. It's bursting your bubble, right? But he would say, he's like, I don't want to pop your balloon. Like, you know, so he, and he, and here's, here's the challenge. I mean, him and my mom, the, the language bearer was just, it was really really a challenge. And to be honest, communication is is so important because, you know, communication is how we exchange information with each other. You know, as my son was growing up, I would tell him sometimes he would get like just frustrated and he would stop. And you probably tell your kids this too. You're, You're like, use your what? Use your words. Come on, use your words. And so he would start to use his words. It was funny because one day we were at the kitchen table and I was talking and all of a sudden I stopped because I was thinking about something. And then my son, he just looked at me, he goes, come on, dad, use your <laughs> words. I'm like, all right, you got it, but you need to be quiet or I'll put you in timeout. Okay, so, but um, communication is how we exchange information. To be honest with you, communication is what bridges the gap for us and communication, action Communication actually brings us closer. You know what's interesting is that 95% of marriages end in divorce because of communication problems. Communication problems. And communication is supposed to bring us uh, closer. And here's what's interesting. There is a language that you and I speak, but there's also a language of the spirit. 
And this language is meant to bring us closer to God, to bring us closer to God. And here's what's amazing about this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you how God did this. God, through his Holy Spirit, initiated a relationship with you. Can, can you say a good amen? Amen. It's amazing. You can't even have a relationship with the Father unless the Holy Spirit initiated that relationship. You know, that makes me feel really special. That, that makes me, I just, I just think that's so beautiful. Because for those of us that have said yes to Jesus coming into our heart, that means the Holy Spirit has worked in your heart and you said yes and you received the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing to me how the Holy Spirit draws us to himself. You know, we say that we chose God, but in actual did you know that even before you chose him, he chose you? Come on, somebody. How many of you know that even before you believed, he believed in you? Come on, somebody. How many of you know that even before you had faith, he had faith in you? You know, and even before you loved him, I love this. The Bible says even while you were yet in sin, what happened? He loved you. He loved you. You know, even before you knew what forgiveness was, he forgave you. By dying on the cross years ago, he forgave you. And even when some of us want to quit on him, how many of you know he never quits on you? Till the day you die, he will never quit on you because he loves you. Anybody thankful for that? And so the Holy Spirit, what does he do? He initiates that relationship with you. So when you say yes to Jesus, guess what happens? The Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. I want everybody to say this with me. Say, I have the Holy Spirit. Come on, say it loud. Say, I have the Holy Spirit. Now, here's what happens, okay? So when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit does an inner work in you and he saves you. Now, all of the disciples that are there that day, they're looking at Jesus. They've had this. They had the Holy Spirit doing an inner work in them. They were all saved. But I want you to notice what Jesus is going to tell them. Even though they've already had the inner work of the Holy Spirit, Jesus didn't just want them to have the Holy Spirit in them. Jesus wanted them to have the Holy Spirit upon them. Everybody say, upon me. Upon me. And this is what Jesus is going to say. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it says this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That word power. Everybody say that with me. Say power. That word power in the Greek means this dunamis. It actually means a strength or ability. And it also means a moral excellence. Now watch this. And if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. And I want you to write it in the chat. The Holy Spirit comes in you for you, but he comes upon you for others. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit comes in you for you to save you. But here's what happens. He comes upon you to empower you to be a witness. You know, the Bible never says go witness. You know what the Bible tells us? Be a witness. So that means every day that I wake up to my family, it means when I go, it's who I am. I'm going to be a witness. When I'm at work, I don't have to try. I'm going to, and this really, really helped me when I understood the grace of God that, you know what? It's about being, not doing. So many people see religion is about doing. I got to do this right. I got to do this. Here's what God says. I want to put my being inside my Holy Spirit to come inside of you. So look, here's a great illustration. During salvation, this is the inner working of the Holy Spirit. It's like me taking this bottle and drinking some. 
This is the inner working of the Holy Spirit. That's me taking the Holy Spirit on the inward. But there's a difference between me taking from this, this bottle and me going to my pool at home and jumping totally in, immersing myself in the pool. There's a difference. And that's the difference between the inworking of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit coming upon you. Now, I think this is interesting because what Jesus tells us, he tells us all, go into all the world, preach the gospel, the good news to every creature. Jesus said this statement, and I think we have to think about it. We got to pray about it because here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, greater works will you do because I go to the Father. Greater works will you do? Do you know what Jesus did when he was on this planet? He forgave people. He ministered to people. He healed people. And not that we're the healers, but you know what the Bible says? That these signs shall follow them that believe. That we are to lay our hands on the sick. Jesus casted out devils. When people came into Jesus's presence, they all left better Except one guy, the rich young ruler. He didn't want to leave his stuff, so he left. But you know what? Everybody that came into Jesus' presence, they left different. Jesus changed the world. And the way that we change the world is not by ourselves, but it's by allowing the Holy Spirit to come upon us and give us power to be witnesses. If you believe it, come on, say a good amen. And so what happens is when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, listen, you are empowered to be a witness. Today, I am empowered to do what I'm doing. I'm empowered to do what I'm doing. Now, let me just preface this real quick as, before we go deeper, because we're going to go deeper today. This is the essence of the Christian life. All right, are you ready? God empowers you for what he calls you to do. Let me say it this way. God empowers us to do what he commands us. Can you turn me down today just a little bit, please? I'd appreciate that. He empowers you for what he calls you to do. Now, I love this scripture in Philippians chapter two, verse 13. It says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Can you guys turn me down, please? Just a little bit. I'd I'd appreciate that. Listen to this, Philippians chapter two, verse 13, for it is God who works in you to will and in order to act in order to fulfill his purpose. Pastor Phil, I'm struggling in areas. I don't know about giving my life to Jesus. I'm not ready for that. I have a lot of things that I need to do. That's right. And you cannot change yourself. Here's what the grace of God will do. When you open up yourself to his Holy Spirit and open up your heart, here's what he will do. God will work in you the will to do it. I don't have a will to do right, Pastor Phil. Actually, I'm just living like I want to live. I understand you cannot change yourself, but here's what you can do. If you will open up your heart, God will come in and he starts to work and he starts to change your desires. He starts to give you the will to do what you need to do. How many, how many believe that's, that's good news? So here's what religion does. Religion says, serve God on your own self-effort. But here's what the Holy Spirit does. 
The Holy Spirit empowers you to do what God tells you to do. My church family, I want you to listen to this. It is impossible to live for God without the Holy Spirit empowering you to do so. I'm going to say that again. It's impossible. Listen, for all of you who think that you got real strong will, listen, it's impossible to live for God without the Holy Spirit empowering you to do so. So the first step is you open up your heart and you say, Holy Spirit, work in me. You change what I cannot change. Oh, I think that's a good word today. Come on, give him a good round of applause today. Because here's the good news. I don't have to do it on my own strength. Because if we'll be honest, we don't have the strength to do it. I remember as a 19-year-old young man, I could not stop smoking cigarettes. I could not stop. I, I tried and I just got to the point I was smoking like two packs a day and I could not stop smoking until one day I said, God, you're going to have to help me with this. You're going to have to give me the strength. That's all I did. I just prayed every day. And you know what was weird? I used to work in the produce department at this uh, grocery store called Smith's in El Paso, Texas. And one day I left my pack of cigarettes in the produce department. I guess that night they came in with water and they actually cleaned all of the produce department. Well, what happened was all my cigarettes got wet. And so that the next day I came in and I took out one of my cigarettes and I noticed it had this funky color. And when I smoked it, it was the worst thing I had ever smoked in my life. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just this cigarette. And so then what I did is I started smoking some other, oh, maybe, maybe it's just this pack. And then what happened was when I began to buy more cigarettes, every cigarette after that was so disgusting to me, I kicked the habit. You know what it was? It was the Holy Spirit working the will to do inside of me of what I couldn't do on my own. My church family, I'm telling you, miracles are possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thought I'd get a better amen by that. So I'm going to try it again. Miracles are possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So here's what God does. He empowers you. Here's what he says. This is the grace of God. He says this, I will give you my life. You know, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you receive the Zoe, God kind of life. So here's what he says. Well, I will give you my life and then I will tell you, live for me. So you and I have the life of God in us. You have the life of God in you so you can live for God. Here's what he says. He says, look, I'm going to give you my love. Even when you didn't love me, I'm going to love you. If you've received my love, now here's what you can do. You can love other people with the love that I give you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to so forgive you and all of your sins. I'm going to empower you to forgive by forgiving you. So because you are forgiven, you can forgive other people. This is, this is where people get in trouble. They're trying to forgive and they don't really realize how much God has forgiven them. It's backwards. But the truth is God empowers us to do it. My church family, I want to say it again. God will never ask you to do something he won't empower you to do. And so with all of the disciples standing there, Jesus was like, you're going to go, you're going to turn the world upside down. And those disciples did. They turned the world upside down. But here's what he said. I don't want you to do it till I empower you to do it. You're not going to do it in your own strength. I want the Holy Spirit to come upon you. So wait. And the Bible says that they were in an upper room and they were waiting for the promise. So the Holy Spirit coming upon us is a promise. Come on, say a good amen. amen. 
It's a promise that God gives us. So they were up in the upper room and the Bible says there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind and there was tongues of fire. Acts chapter two, verse four, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. My church family, I want to encourage you today. The Holy Spirit wants to saturate every part of your life. Every part of your life. And until you surrender every part of your life, you'll never be fulfilled and you'll never be happy. I'm just telling you, you can keep running and you can keep running. But until you say, Holy Spirit, fill my life with your presence, you you just won't understand what you're created for and empowered to do. So watch this. As the Holy Spirit filled them, not just the inner work, but the outer work of him coming upon them, here's the result. They began to speak in other tongues. Now, what happened is when they came out of the room, they were speaking in other tongues. They were actually speaking in other people's native languages. People were understanding, hey, they're speaking this. I understand that. And it was funny because they were Galileans and the, the connotation for Galileans were, and eh, they just weren't too smart. So they're like, how are these people speaking all of these other language? It was by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you, God can still do that today. I had a friend who, he's a pastor, and he was in another country, and he's been filled with the Spirit, and he was just praying in the Spirit. He was speaking in tongues, and someone came up to him and said, hey, I didn't understand. How do you know our language? He says, I don't know your language. I was just praying in the Spirit. He says, well, I understood everything that you said. And what God did was when he was praying in tongues, he translated it into that person's native language. My church family, if God can split the Red Sea, he can make you talk in another language. Can I hear a good amen today? And so that's one of the ways that this happens. But here's what I want to do in the remaining time that we have together. I want to give you four reasons that we need to speak the language of the Spirit. All right? I I want to talk about speaking in tongues today because I think the devil has just so misused this in the church that people are scared of it. And it's one of the greatest gifts that God has given us. And here's the first reason why we need to speak the language of the Spirit. Are you ready? Because number one, your spirit prays. Your spirit prays. When I'm speaking in tongues, I'm praying the language of heaven. I'm praying the language of heaven. And here's the reality. My spirit is praying. Why is that important? Because the prayer comes from a much deeper place than my intellect. It comes from my spirit. My spirit prays. My spirit prays. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14, Paul writes a lot about this. He says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my what? My it's on the screen. It's right there. Thank you, son. Out of the mouth of babes. My what praise? My spirit prays, right? So if I pray in an undertongue, my spirit prays. But if my, un- and my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, my mind is not working right now. It's my spirit praying. So what then? I pray with the spirit and I pray with my understanding and I will sing in the spirit and I will sing with the understanding. So Paul says, I pray with both. I don't just pray with my head. I pray with my spirit. I pray with my heart. Now, Paul also tells us this. When I pray in tongues, I speak directly to God. What does that mean? That means that the devil can't understand what I'm talking about. Look, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. It says, if anyone, ooh, anyone, you know what I looked up in the Greek? Anyone, you know what it means? Anyone. (laughs) Phil, you're making a joke. I am, because you know what? Some people think that this was just for the disciples. It was just for them. 
And there's something that we're all going to have to come to, this realization, because Paul, who spoke in tongues, he actually says, I spoke in tongues more than you all. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5, he says, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more, I wish you all prophesied. No, he was talking about all the disciples. I don't know. All means all. And why is Paul wishing that we all did that, right? So here's the reality. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, for if anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to man, but speaks to who? I'm trying to get you to engage today. I'm trying. It's on the screen. Do I need to make the font bigger? I don't know. There's like a a 10 foot screen behind me. I don't know. Do we need to get another one? Right? For if anyone speaks in a tongue, he does not speak to man, but he speaks to who? God. God. How how many of you, you're like, he's not going to move forward until I say it. That's right. So we're going to be here for a long time. But to God, indeed, no one understands him, but he utters mysteries with his spirit. One translation says this. Are you ready? One translation says he speaks divine mysteries or divine secrets with his spirit. So the source of speech is not from my head. It comes from my spirit. Here's the second reason I think it's so important that you and I speak the language of the spirit. It builds you up. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4 says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Well, Pastor Phil, you know, I've always heard that when someone speaks in tongues, you always need an interpretation. You do when you speak in public in a church. But here, Paul is saying that there is a private prayer life in speaking the language of the Spirit that it actually edifies you personally. That you personally, and you don't need an interpreter. This word edify means this, watch this, charge up, to charge up or to build up. Everybody say build up. Have you ever had those days where you wake up and you're feeling the funk? You don't know why you're feeling funky? Everything's good. Everything should be good. I mean, you're not, you don't feel sick or anything, but you're just feeling the funk. Have you ever had those days where you just feel down? You don't know why. And no matter what you're doing, it just seems like you cannot get up. My church family, you need to pray in the Holy Spirit because here's what it does. It builds you up from the inside out. There is nothing like it. Now, look what Jude says. Jude chapter 20, verse 25 says this. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Spirit. So when I'm praying in tongues and praying and my spirit is praying, here's what happens. It's building me up from the inside out. But the Bible says also, it's building me up on my most holy faith. My most holy faith. There's gonna be days where you're gonna be down. There's gonna be days where it just seems like you can't, man, you're feeling the funk and you can't shake the funk. My church family, there's going to be days where your friends aren't going to text back. You're going to call people. They're not going to call you back. Guess what? You're going to have to build yourself up. Let me say that again. You're going to have to build yourself up because you may not find people around you that can build you up. And there may be times where there may be people around you and praise God for friends who speak life. But even when they speak life, it just doesn't seem like things change. Guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to build yourself up. My church family, this right here is a game changer in your life. It's a step of maturity that you feed yourself the word of God and you build yourself up by praying in the spirit. Can I hear a good amen today? So here's the third reason that we need to speak the language of the spirit. Romans chapter eight, verse 26. 
This scripture, these couple of scriptures are big and they're deep. So I want you to focus. Watch. It says, in the same way, the spirit helps our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that or that words that cannot express. Now, this is why speaking in tongues doesn't sound like English. English. It is groanings from the spirit. All right. Now watch this. It says in verse 27, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with the will of God. Every single one of us in this room and watching today, we all have weaknesses. Can I hear a good amen? amen? We all have weaknesses. And here's the great news. God says, you don't have to handle your weaknesses alone. I'm going to give you my spirit. And what my spirit is going to do, he's going to help you in your weakness. This word weakness actually means, or this word infirmities, it it can be translated weaknesses. It means this want of strength, weakness in your body. It can mean to restrain corrupt desires, to bear in trials and in, in troubles, right? It can also mean this, to understand a thing, to do things great and glorious. Pastor Phil, I'm struggling in an area. Let me just tell you this. You need to pray in the Holy Spirit. You need to pray in the Holy Spirit because you know what he's going to do? He's going to build you up and he's going to help you in your weakness. Here's the implication in the Greek language. The Holy Spirit takes hold together with you against your weaknesses, against your weaknesses. So now watch this. It not only helps you in your weaknesses. Here's where we go deeper. Are you ready? It says, when you do not know what to pray, the Holy Spirit knows what to pray when you don't. All right? So this is interesting. I'm going I'm to show you how this works in real life. All right? Probably about, gosh, 15 years ago, I was a youth pastor. I've been a youth pastor for most of my life, about 20 years of my life. I told God I would never be a senior pastor. And listen, don't ever tell God you'll never do something. Don't tell him that. Why am I saying that? Because I pray in the spirit about 20 minutes every single day. Charge myself up, pray. But here's the reality. I don't know sometimes what to pray. Let me give you this example. As a youth pastor, I told God I would never, ever be a senior pastor. Now, here's the reality. Passion Life Church was birthed in the mind of God and in the spirit of God before it was birthed in the mind of Phil. Okay, good. I'm glad I got three amens because the reality of it is, is that some of us are, have worshiped our own intellect that we think that if every single idea in our whole life has to come from our head. And I know these people, I talk to these people and they're really hard to talk to because they worship their own intellect. I call them, they are legends in their own mind. They think that their mind and everything that happens, they are always right, right? Every decision has to come from their mind, right? Well, I'm just going to tell you, you're going to be limited. 
Because your mind can only go so far. But here's what happens. The Holy Spirit knows what to pray even when you don't know what to pray. So here I was, a youth pastor, and I had no idea of Passion Life Church. Never heard of the church, never even thought about, oh, one day I'm going to start Passion Life Church. Ooh, that'll be cool. It was never on the radar in my head. But here's what I did. Every day I prayed in the Spirit. So here's what the Holy Spirit was doing when I didn't know how to pray. He was praying. The Bible says, and he who searches our hearts and the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints. Listen, according to the will of God, I didn't know that Passion Life Church was the will of God for me because I wasn't even thinking about it. It was not on my radar. But here's what happened. When I began to pray in the Holy Spirit every day, the Holy Spirit was searching my heart and praying the will of God through my spirit about Passion Life Church, even though that wasn't even on my mind. And so how did Passion Life Church come into existence. It came into existence by the Spirit, and God had a plan, even when I didn't even know what the plan was. But here's the reality. When I prayed in the Spirit, God, through His Holy Spirit, was praying about Passion Life Church. And then one day, I was just like, hey, you know what? I think, I think it's time to move. I think it's time. How did all that happen? It happened because the Holy Spirit was praying through my spirit, even when I didn't know what to pray. Now, here's the reality, okay? This is tough for some people. When you talk about praying in the Holy Spirit, you know this whole groanings thing, Pastor Phil, I don't want to be a part of stuff that I can't control. Well, then you know what? The Christian life is going to be tough for you because either you're going to be in control or the Holy Spirit is going to be in control. I'm going to say that again. Either you're going to be in control or the Holy Spirit is going to be in control. And then when we come into these places where we we get in trouble, we're like, God, where are you? He's like, hey, you're in control. Not me. I'm trying to be in control. But you know what? You only live according to what you can think. And my church family, I want to tell you, there's more to life than what you can think. Can I hear a good amen? Amen. Amen. You know what that is? That's humility. To say, God, your ways are higher than mine. Your thoughts are higher than mine. And so when we pray in the spirit through speaking in tongues, guess what happens? God, through his spirit, prays the will of God for our lives, even when we don't think about it. Come on, is this good this morning? Now, the New Living Translation says this with groanings that cannot be expressed. So yes, it doesn't sound like English. It's, It's the spirit language. It doesn't sound like what you would think. So you know what? You open up your mouth and the Holy Spirit will begin to to speak through it. Now, listen, people get freaked out about this stuff, okay? They think that one day they're going to be walking in the earth. I mean, they're going to be walking at work and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is going to come upon them and and they're going to start shaking right there in the hallway and all of a sudden they're going to start saying, you know, who stole my Honda? Who stole my Honda? Who stole my Honda? Who stole my Honda? Oh, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. That's not how it works. Has that ever happened to you at all at work? Had the Holy Spirit ever come upon you at work and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I don't know what it is. No, it's probably you just drank too much coffee. Come on, somebody. Because God doesn't work that way. God doesn't just move you out of the picture. You know what he does? He's a gentleman. And he wants us to open up our hearts and say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Right? Have you ever been at home and all of a sudden you're at home walking around and you're like, oh. And you went right into a prayer without your, 
your consent or your, it doesn't work that way in my church family. To speak in tongues, God is going to use your mouth. You have to begin to open up your mouth and the Holy Spirit will fill it. And then you know what? You pray for as long as you want. Sometimes I'll start out praying about five minutes and then I just feel like something's happening in my heart and I just keep praying. And you know what? Sometimes I'll push, pray until something happens. I will continue to pray until I feel better. And I don't get away from that place until I'm out of the funk. Come on, somebody. And I build myself up. And here's the last one for today. The fourth reason we need to speak the language of the spirit. It's the communication in the battle. You know, many battles that you and I are facing are more spiritual than we realize. More spiritual than we realize. And we need to be aware that there is a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And a lot of things that are going wrong in our lives, my church family, they're not just because, you know what, you know, we made a bad decision. A lot of it is because the, Holy, the, 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 the devil is coming against you to steal, kill, and destroy from your life. But many battles that we face are more spiritual than we realize. And so there's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness. And guess who's in the middle? You and I. Because the kingdom of light wants you. God wants you. He wants his Holy Spirit to work in you. And then guess what? There's a kingdom of darkness and they're pulling on you. And guess who has the deciding decision? We do. We do. We do. You know, in the military, they talk about communication being part of the big three. You shoot, you move, and you communicate. You shoot, you move, and you communicate. You know, this is why in Ephesians chapter 6, how many of you read Ephesians chapter 6? It talks about taking up the whole armor of God, right? It talks about what? The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet being shod with ready with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, right? That, that quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy. He talks about this helmet of salvation, right? This, the sword of the what? Of, of the spirit. Now, check this out. A lot of people stop right there. But as we close today, Many people don't realize this next piece of armor, and that's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. It says this, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the what? Come on, say it loud. In the what? In the spirit. Praying always. Paul talked about being in an attitude of prayer. That means my heart is always open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. And it says this, it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. See, many of us right now can be in a battle, in a spiritual battle. And God wants to give you the answers and the direction you need. But sometimes that goes beyond your head. This is why Paul is talking about, we need to pray in tongues. We need to pray in the spirit. My church family, praying in the spirit is not just communicating with God. It's communing with God. It's getting closer to him. And my church family, if we will live in an attitude of prayer, we're going to have a constant awareness of his presence and what God wants us to do. I want to end with this. You know, John Wesley was an incredible preacher and he said this, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. Why is this important? I want to end with this. There's a lot of people that have this mentality and this is their theology. If God wants to do it, he'll just do it. So I'm just going to live my life. Okay, that's, 
that's not correct theology. I'm going to tell you why. Because Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. So there are things in my life that I don't have because I have specifically not asked Jesus for. How could he let me live without? How come he just doesn't bless us? Because he wants you to want it. He wants you to communicate with him. Also, number two, here's what happens. When we say God's going to do whatever God's going to do, it eliminates the responsibility from us doing our part. That's why he says, ask and you shall receive. Knock, you knock, and the door will be open for you, my church family. So here's the reality. When we pray in tongues, here's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit prays the perfect prayer and the perfect will of God that needs to be prayed in your life. Listen, pray everything in your mind that you know to pray. Pray. It's important that Paul said, I pray in my mind. I pray with my mind. I pray about the things that I can think about. I pray even, even myself. I pray with my emotions. What does that mean? Sometimes I'm just saying, I'm just venting to God. See, sometimes we're just venting to the wrong people, but sometimes we need to cast our cares on God and say, God, I'm feeling this way. God, I'm tired. God, that's good. But here's the reality. When you don't know what the will of God is, like I didn't for Passion Life Church, here's the reality. When you start to pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit searches your heart, takes the perfect will of God, and he prays it back to God so it can come into existence even if you didn't know how to pray. Isn't that good, my church family? It's so good. And here's what God's doing. He's empowering you to succeed. Listen, even when you didn't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit will pray the perfect prayer through you to accomplish God's will. And I'm going to tell you, when you're in the midst of the battle, guess what? You need to pray. I'm going to close with this story. You know, probably about three weeks ago or so, I was absent uh, for about two weeks. Um, I, uh, the doctors found uh, bacteria in my blood. It's not COVID. Don't worry. It's all right. People are like, you had COVID? No, I didn't have COVID. I've been tested so many times for COVID. I do not have COVID, okay? I don't have COVID. But they found bacteria in my blood. And part of this bacteria being in my blood, there was a whole day that I was totally disoriented and I was totally confused. My wife was calling and the nurses were saying, uh, he's, just, he's just not making sense. Uh, sorry, he's just not making sense. And here's the reality. One of the things I was saying is I was thanking everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And my wife's like, yeah, he thanks everybody because he wrote a book about the power of thank you. So (laughs) that's in his heart, whether he's confused or not. But here's the reality. Here's one thing I remember. There was a day in the hospital. I was there for about 10 days on antibiotics. But there was one day, the day before, when I was feeling so disoriented. And there was times I I couldn't really think about stuff. And here's what happened. You know what happened? I started to open up my mouth and I started to pray in tongues even when my mind wasn't working right. And you know what I believe? That as I began to speak in tongues, even when, now I wasn't in the hospital yelling. I wasn't doing that. I was just speaking, just over my breath, under my breath, just speaking in tongues because my mind wasn't working right. And they said that that's really consistent if you have a UTI, a urinary tract infection or something like that, you can get confused. But you know what happened? Being that I began to pray in tongues, even when my mind wasn't fruitful, I began to build myself up 
And the next day I got better and I got better and I got better and I got better. And I'm just telling you, my church family, if you're going to put all your weight in this, this can fail. Can I hear a good amen today? But thank God there's a language of the spirit for you and I, that if you will allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you, that you can begin to speak the language of the spirit. And if you're going to be led by the spirit of God, it's important that you speak the language of the spirit. I want everybody to look at me before we pray. There are things that God has for you that you're not even thinking about yet. The Bible says that God can do more than we can even ask, think, or imagine. And here's what we do. Are you ready? We limit God to our own imagination. My church family, God is bigger than your imagination and my imagination. Can I hear a good amen? Come on, can I hear a better amen? Amen. And so the Holy Spirit wants to connect you with the will of God. And it's bigger than what you could ever imagine. My church family, the best is yet to come in your life. And the Holy Spirit is going to take you there. I want everybody to stand this morning. Do you receive today's word? Now listen, I know a lot of people have questions. But Paul said, In 1 Corinthians 14, 5, he says, I wish you all spoke in tongues. Now, I want to ask you this question. I want you to think about it. If Peter needed the Holy Spirit to come upon him, if John needed the Holy Spirit to come upon him, if the great apostle Paul needed the Holy Spirit to come upon him, how many of you think we need the Holy Spirit to come upon us? And my church family is for everybody. This right here will change your life. I'm not being judgmental today. I love everybody. But I've watched people get stuck in their Christian life. And it's because they only have the inner working of the Holy Spirit. And they never allow the Holy Spirit to fully saturate their life. This is the next step for your life. Would you bow your heads for just a moment? First, say, Pastor Phil, what do I have to do to receive the Holy Spirit? It's just like salvation. You receive it by faith today. And first, you want to make sure that you have Jesus on the inside of you today. And that's the first prayer I want to pray. If you're watching today, I want to pray this first prayer with you to invite Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Invite Jesus in your life. And here's what the Holy Spirit's doing. He is already drawing you to himself. That what you feel and you sense in your heart. Come on, close your eyes. Just even if you're sitting on the couch right now, just close your eyes and say, Holy Spirit, have your way in me. And if you've never asked Jesus to come inside your heart, it's a step of faith today. And I want to pray for you. He died on the cross to forgive us all of our sins. And here's the reality. He wants to live in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. If you have never prayed this prayer, I want you to pray with me. Everybody here at Passion Alive Church, come on, let's all pray it. So those that are praying for the very first time are not praying it by themselves. Everybody repeat after me. Come on, if you're watching, repeat after me. Say this, say, Father God, Come on, say it loud. Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. Father God, forgive me of all of my sins. 
Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. Now this next prayer, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And I want to pray this next prayer for those of you who have never been filled with the Holy Spirit. You've never had the Holy Spirit come upon your life and saturate you. In my church family, I'm going to tell you right now, I feel his presence right here in this room. Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not one of these words will pass away. It is the same. It is the same. And here's what I'd like everybody to do. Just close your eyes for just a moment. If you're watching online, close your eyes and just lift your hands today. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to pray this prayer. Paul said that he laid hands on people and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're watching online, just lift your hands. But if you're here today and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit today, I'd like for you to get out from where you're seated and I'd like for you to come down. I'm gonna dismiss everybody in just a moment. But if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, I'd like for you to come down here and I'm just gonna lay my hands on you and the Holy Spirit is gonna come upon you and your life is gonna be changed forever. Let me say this prayer for those listening and watching online. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this promise of the Holy Spirit. For those of you that already know how to speak in tongues, speak in tongues this morning. Father, we just thank you for the promise of the Father, for your Holy Spirit that loves us and wants to empower us for the work of the ministry to be witnesses, Father God. Next week, as we start going through all of the, the... the gifts of this Holy Spirit that you want to see active in our lives on a daily basis. Lord, it starts with being filled. And Lord, right now, I pray that you would fill your people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every person watching, every person watching. Uh, Valerie, would you come come around here? Are you, are you? Did you come up? Did you want me to pray for you? Come on, just lift your hands, young man. Just lift your hands like this. Close your eyes. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Father, to come upon this young man. Empower, Lord God. Lord, empower, Lord. You said that out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water in the name of Jesus. And I feel the Holy Spirit so powerful. Name of Jesus. Now, just sit with him right there on the first row and just talk with him about him. Tell him just to open up his mouth. Come on, in Jesus' name, let's just take a moment. Take a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Fill your people, Father God. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, here's what I want you to do. I just want you to open up your mouth and let the Holy Spirit begin to fill it. Just begin, let him begin to fill it in Jesus' name. That's a prayer language. That's the, the Holy Spirit speaking through you. You open up your mouth. And he begins to speak through you. Come on, we're just going to take a couple, couple more moments. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Fill your people. 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 What is your name? What, what, is, what, what is your name? Jessica. I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me that there's going to be a change in your life that is, is happening and it's kind of been gradual, but it, it, it's going to get so good. Like things are going to get good. 
for you. And I don't know what that means, and I'm not gonna give you specifics, but I feel like there's been just some tension back and forth. And let me just tell you, the Holy Spirit knows everything, and he loves you a lot. He cares about you a lot. He knows the deep, deep things that you have not even shared with Larry. He knows a lot of things. And here's the reality. He wants to show himself strong in your life. Does that bear witness with you? And I, I believe that there's kind of been some barriers there of this change that like, like you really want to see. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying today, if you'll trust me and you'll open up your heart, barriers are going to start being broken. And here's what I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me. You're going to start to be the person you've always wanted to be. There's, there, there's, there's greatness inside of you that still is there, but it needs to be let out. And there's this whole new version of you that the Holy Spirit just wants to bring out. And let me just say this. The past is the past, and you just got to let it go because we can't change it. The Holy Spirit knows it. But if you open up your heart, he'll heal you from that. And you got to get excited. I feel like the Holy Spirit wants you to just start to get excited and start acting like that person that you know you can be and the, no, the person you know you want to be because it is going to happen. And I feel like there's a couple of dreams that you have been dreaming and it's like the Lord is saying, listen, just let me start to work. Let me start, don't, you don't have to have it all figured out. Here's the cool thing, he'll work it out. All, here's, here's our job, Jessica, just trust. Just trust and believe, trust and believe. And he'll open doors for you. He'll do things. And I just see you like this person, like jumping up and down. I see a huge smile on your face. And it's the things that you thought about, you dreamed about. And let me just say this, and even more in Jesus' mighty name, Jessica. The future is good. It's good. It's good. It's coming. And good change is coming. Do you receive that today? Could you just lift your hands real quick? I just want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for Jessica today. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is working in her life. Lord, I I pray right now, inspire her faith today. Stir up her faith today to believe in the name of Jesus. Jessica is a difference maker in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray every barrier there has been stopping her, that there would be breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Come on, let's give the Lord a good round of applause today. (laughs) Jessica, I have high hopes for you. Do I even really know you? I don't know you. I always see you. But I just felt so compelled by the Holy Spirit. Man, there's, there's, there's amazing things happening. The best is yet to come. I think even in your mind, you thought about there's years past when you were younger, you were a teenager, man, life is good. And I feel like God's saying what he's going to do is even going to compare to your best days that you've seen. Man, I'm getting excited. I think I'm more excited than you, but I'm excited. Amen. Amen. Lord, let's lift our hands. We honor you today and your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that today you seal in people, Lord God. You seal in them your work, Lord, today. Lord, I thank you that Larry is anointed, Lord. I thank you for our worship team, Lord, that you are working through. Lord, I thank you for Jeff and his life and Lord, him being open to the Holy Spirit, Lord, leading us in worship and following you. Father, this is what it's all about. Father, you build people. And thank you today for your word. We love you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, can we give the Lord the greatest round of applause? 
Thank you, Jesus. Listen, next couple weeks, we're going to go through the gifts of the Spirit. Just what I did with Jessica. That's a word of knowledge. And you know what? I believe God wants to use you in that capacity every single day we're going to go through. We love you. Listen, invite some people to church next week, and uh, you are dismissed. God bless Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.